Hello, I'm Jordan Rich, and I'm here with my good friend Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the Brattle Bookshop in Boston, one of the most celebrated bookshops in America. We have this thing called the Brattlecast. You're tuning in right now. Hundreds of episodes, literally, and all kinds of stories about books and uh, rare manuscripts and people who buy, sell, appraise, and collect. It's a first-hand look at second-hand books. Today, I want to hide under my desk. Should I hide under my desk right now, or should uh, I wait? I, I think you should roll. <laughs> get, get, uh, I, I remember doing that in school. You know, drop and roll was uh, uh, under the roll. desk. Well, the reason I said that was because you brought in something today that really blew my mind when I looked at it, and will surely uh, rouse the audience's attention with this one. It's a pamphlet. Describe it. Well, first of all, whether you intentionally or unintentionally said blew my mind. Uh, that was a uh, poor choice of words. Sorry no, well, it, it fits, <laughs> though. This is a little civil defense flam- pamphlet from uh, 1961. It's five cents. And the title is, Should an A-Bomb Fall? Oh. And basically, it's not should it, it's should it fall, here's what you need to do. <laughs> so it's telling you sort of, what should I know about an A-bomb? You should know what an A-bomb can do and what it cannot do. What you can do to protect yourself. Drop under your desk at work. That that will really solve the problem. Uh, it, it even has a little uh, chart here. Uh, what causes the most damage to people? And it says how seven people, four are hurt by the blast, two are hurt by the heat, one is hurt by the radiation. How about her, uh, change hurt to dead? I mean, <laughs> it's, well, but it, it's, it's, it, it's it's a government issue piece, right? It's a government. It's the civil defense. Uh, it's telling you what you should have. Uh, shut off the gas water heater. Shut off the gas furnace. Shut off the oil furnace. Shut off the electricity. Shut off the water. I mean, it's going on and on. I mean, it's even telling you how far away you can be from the uh, blast. If four or five blocks is fine, by the way. Oh, really? You should. I seem to remember the, Indiana Jones hung out in a refrigerator and so. Well, yeah. There's a there's a map. <laughs> uh, I think if you're in the target area, you're really in big trouble. Well, that's the kill zone. Yeah, map, that, but yeah, yeah. but eight blocks, um, very good chance. Eighteen blocks, almost all will get by. Jeez. You know when. When you start reading this, it's amazing. Uh, here's your desk. It's a picture of someone hiding under their desk. There's somebody hiding under the desk. Well, but the interesting part, first of all, this was 1961. So this was when, you know, the real Russian uh, Kennedy was just president. Uh, probably the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, that was coming up in '62, so right. we, but the Bay of Pigs had already probably happened. Right, but you're but the idea of Russia, the Cold oh, War, the, and... the the atomic, uh, all of the movies, things like the Day the Earth Stood Still, and all the, uh, Godzilla, they were all premised on right. something going wrong with the world and maybe atomic energy causing it. May I see that for a moment, of too? Of course. Now, this was five cents, and it would be sold everywhere? Is well, it would be sold anywhere. Yeah, this was in one uh, area from the civil defense, but, yeah, they were sold all over. Yeah. The other thing, in many ways, <clears throat> that people don't think about it, and it takes one step beyond, is— what it's basically telling you is that you can survive a nuclear attack. I mean, it's actually in many ways very political. Uh, 
it's not like the world will end if Russia drops the bomb on us or if we drop the bomb or there's a nuclear war. I mean, the reality is if there had been a nuclear war, uh, mm. you're not going to be 18 blocks away and fine. The last line in the back page in page 16 says, report facts, comma, forget rumors. Forget rumors. Wow. Exactly. Well, you this didn't have the wild. internet no, at that point. That's, wow. and, and first of all, if an atomic bomb fell, fell on your community, who do you report the facts to? It's a good point. <laughs> it's, uh, but w- one of the things, though, every once in a while, because what we would, <laughs> where this came up is we were doing a cleaning at the store, and we had boxes and boxes of old paper stuff that it was sort of like I'd get a large library in. There'd be mm. some postcards. There'd be some paper. There'd be some pamphlets. And it sort of they take a long time to go through. So we put them in a box, and then you put them in another box, and then you put them in another box. And finally, you say— we should really go through this and figure out what to do. And uh, so we were going through, and this one came up, and I knew I was going to come and, and do this. Uh, and it just, it's such a symbol of a different era. It, it is, and it's so interesting because here we are in 2021, uh, focusing on the pandemic as we record this still, and the scare that is still around Nothing is as scary as that pamphlet in terms of – because we all felt it could happen at any time. Many people were thinking that the Russians were likely to, to launch and they certainly got aggressive during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So. Well, uh, you should also have a good battery for your radio, for your battery for your battery radio. Well, it's good to know radio was considered uh, the source of information, my, my medium. I, I am sure that you were on air, and they said, "Listen to uh, you know, listen, listen to, to listen to you." Well, I was but, not; I was a zygote at that point, but it was well, close. That's so, right. um, in schools, people had uh, training and and drills, and then at home, many people had bomb shelters. Hard bomb to shelters, or in this uh, prescribes pan, uh, going to the basement. But literally, when I was in school in the third, fourth, it was stop, drop, and roll. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you stop. You drop to the and then roll under your desk. Now, the problem that even then I sort of thought to myself, well, wait a minute. If you know an atomic bomb just went off, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of time to stop, drop, and roll if you're aware. But they also supposedly had a whole system of sirens that went off. And, and part of this uh, pamphlet is telling you when the siren goes off, get to your basement, cover up. If you can't get to your basement, try to cover up wherever you are. Uh, and it's it's just amazing. Uh, it, oh, don't look at the bomb. <laughs> it is not good for your eyes. Yeah. Uh, but it, it shows you what does an atomic bomb look like. I have a feeling if you can see it, you're not going to worry about what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, at that point, it's probably time to say goodbye. <laughs> it, you wonder about uh, the... The, the logistics of that pamphlet and other information at that point, obviously somebody had to write it, proof it, okay it. It probably went through several channels. Oh, absolutely. Uh, right. Well, we – at the store, we moved into a building in 1983. When we moved into the building, it, it's a steel and concrete and a very secure and strong building to hold all the books. But in the basement – there was an area that said CD, civil defense, mm. and it had water, it had Band-Aids, 
It had uh, disinfectant. It had all of this that was obviously left over from the 50s, 60s, maybe post-war, but it had been just stored there for years and years and years. Fortunately, nobody had to use it. And then we decided that the worrying about an atomic bomb dropping in downtown Boston in 1980, we needed the space more for books than we did for... uh, for And and one additional question about that particular thing. I mean, any idea how many of those are still around? I mean, is it rare to have a copy like that? Well, I think one of the reasons that if you wanted to go find a copy of this, I'm sure you could probably find it. Uh, more likely, you could go online and somewhere there's a digital copy of this that you could see right. it and hold right. it. One thing that happens with items that are sort of ephemeral, like this was made to be out in 1961, maybe to be around for a little while, but nobody thought, you know, how many years, 70, 60-something years later that, uh, you know, someone's going to be having it and holding it. It's not valuable. I mean, it was five cents when it came out. Maybe someone would pay a dollar, a dollar and a half, two dollars. When something doesn't have high value monetarily, nobody pays attention. Nobody goes out of their way to collect it, to save it. Uh, So it probably is rare because probably 99.9% of the copies have gone. But there's probably a library somewhere that collected a lot of this material about the Cold War era. And like I say, someone probably uh, digitized it, so you can probably see it online. Uh, Just like you had the atomic bomb, there were also pamphlets about the communist scare, which was well Mm -hmm. tied into the Mm -hmm. atomic bomb, Mm -hmm. the blacklisting. Uh, A lot of those pamphlets are hard to get, but you can also find out what they they said— uh, and the fact that that information is there <clears throat> is very important because if you don't remember what this era was like, what the Cold War was like, uh, as uh, Santiana said, yeah. those that don't <laughs> learn about history <laughs> are doomed to repeat it. Couldn't, couldn't, and, and couldn't I agree don't, more. I don't mind as much re- repeating the scare. I don't want to repeat the actual bombs going off. Amen to that. What a fascinating podcast and what a fascinating piece of of literature in for the times and thank god it was limited to the times well it, it's it's interesting because when i was going through this box before i came here to do this i said oh that will be fun to talk about but i could have probably reached my hand in randomly pulled something out and said oh that's interesting too so there's just millions of stories that are all related with what I'm doing every day, day to day, little pamphlets, little things, and they're all like, I wish I had more time to look into them all. Well, that, that's, as good a fun a, one. that's as good a teaser promo for upcoming podcasts as anyone that you've had. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ken. Don't forget to visit brattlebookshop.com. Uh, you can write us, info at brattlebookshop.com, and don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate and review this podcast. We've got fans all over the world now, and uh, Ken's stories are terrific. Ken, thank you as always, and uh, remember to duck and roll. Well, I will remember that, and people should remember to come into the store, and I can talk to them about dropping and ducking and rolling. All right, thank you. (laughs) We'll be back with other editions of the Brattlecast. Thanks for listening.